0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your engine! For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host. Out there. have a good day, all right, bud? Dave Buchanan. Good morning race fans 1102 here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and welcome to the thrilling season finale of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening as always and we are wrapping up our 2019 season here on WGR season 12, 13. I've lost count but we've been on the air since I think 2007 so uh, wrapping up another season and as always the joke is we leave you at the most. Intense time of the uh, year for the sport we cover, uh, the series we cover the most, NASCAR, of course. We leave you with you know 12 races to go in their season and uh, leave you to just follow along on your own. But uh, we'll, of course, be on social media throughout the rest of the racing season. You can keep along with us there on Twitter and Facebook. And by the way, we're on Twitter at FastTrack550 and Facebook.comslash WGRFastTrack. As uh, next Sunday at this time, we'll be knee-deep in uh, Bills pregame as the Bills kick off their regular season next Sunday here on WGR Sports Radio 550, the home of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So wrapping up this great season with you this morning on the program. Phone lines wide open today, no guests. So uh, lots of time to talk with you at 803 550 1-888-550-2550. Real simple. Uh, just looking for some predictions for you this from you this morning. Uh, who is going to make the playoffs? You've got four drivers on the uh, points bubble in the Cup Series: uh, Ryan Newman, Daniel Suarez, Clint Boyer, and Jimmy Johnson. You got to pick two out of those four to make the playoffs, and then uh, a pick. Call your shot for a Final Four. Which four drivers you think will be racing for the championship at Homestead come November? Uh, that's what I'm looking for you guys this morning. Among other things, really, you can uh, anything you want to bring to the table here about motorsports. Uh, feel free to call in 803-0551, 888-552-550. Also, love to hear your thoughts on what big end of season races you're looking forward to locally as well, too. Because there is still a lot of racing to go uh, here throughout the month of September and into October. Uh, racetracks around Western and central New York and Southern Ontario, of course. So a lot of big races coming up including, uh, my favorite one of the year in just a couple of weeks and, uh, track champions being crowned this weekend. A lot of tracks, especially on the uh, dirt side, uh, wrapping up track championships as it's the end of uh, home track points for Dirt Car, among other series. So uh, champions being crowned this weekend. We'll, we'll touch upon uh, all of that in the local racing round. And we'll also spend some time, I think, in the second segment kind of just giving you a roadmap of what you might want to check out and see locally throughout the month of September and into October as, again, a lot of big races coming up to uh, wrap up the 2019 local racing season as well. 803-0551, 888-552-550, and again, we're on Twitter, uh, at FastTrack550 as well, too, if you want to send your tweets this morning on your uh, NASCAR postseason predictions as well. As tonight, one of the crown jewels of the Monster Energy Cup Series season, the uh, granddaddy of them all, the 70th annual Southern 500 from the Darlington Raceway, the Lady in Black, and uh, the one of the great races of the uh, year in NASCAR. Actually, uh, as I, I was going to say here at the open Labor Day weekend, of course. H- hope you have a great one. By the way, enjoy the day off tomorrow if you're so lucky to have tomorrow off. Uh, you know, we Memorial Day I talk so much about Memorial Day and how great you know that Sunday is with the Indy 500 and the Coke 600 at Charlotte and the uh, Grand Prix of Monaco. You know, you look at that, and you know, obviously the Indy 500, probably the most famous motorsports race in the world, uh, just ahead of maybe uh, Monaco and maybe the Daytona 500. So Memorial Day has got, you know, the biggest race of the calendar year uh, on it. But I think Labor Day weekend, across the board, there's more traditional races on Labor Day weekend, I think, uh, in numerous forms of motorsports, whereas Memorial Day, it's kind of focused on Indy along with... Uh, Monaco, if you're a Formula One fan, and Charlotte, of course, for NASCAR, but definitely, you know, Indy 500 kind of steals the spotlight. I think Labor Day weekend is kind of spread out all over the place. There's a lot of big name, tradition laden events. You obviously NASCAR, Darlington, the Southern 500, NHRA, the Big Go, the U.S. Nationals, Indianapolis. That's going on this weekend as well. To do today is uh, the wrapping up qualifying for the professional categories at, at Indianapolis today. Uh, for the U.S. Nationals, eliminations for the big divisions, uh, big classes uh, tomorrow on Monday, of course, at the, uh, the U.S. Nationals, and uh, they're off to a great weekend. Brittany Force has already set a top fuel record there. Uh, Mike Janis uh, from Lancaster, the reigning NHRA Pro Mod Champion, debuting a brand new Camaro this weekend, by the way, at the U.S. Nationals. He's uh, currently qualified number 4 in Pro Modified. Uh, so you've got that, but you look across the short track racing world, too. I mean, obviously you've got... The classic weekend up in Oswego for the Super Modifieds. You know they had great racing Friday and Saturday, and they've got the 200 today for the the Supers at Oswego. Jucasa Motor Speedway now has started their tradition with the big late model race today. Um, that's uh, that started yesterday and today with the the guys coming in from all over, uh, from all over the Eastern Seaboard, really, from as far down south as North and South Carolina and Alabama, and you've got guys from New England and you know Brian Campbell from Michigan. and all coming up here, uh, up just uh, to the west of us, uh, near uh, Hamilton, the Jucasa Motor Speedway. That's a big race. Uh, you've got the big ARCA. I think it's DeCoin. The, the ARCA runs there on the on the mile track every year. Another huge, you know, Labor Day tradition. Just a bunch of uh, races, I think, across the board. So, like I said, as the point I was trying to make is, Memorial Day is obviously known for the 500, but maybe Labor Day has more races. In general, just big tradition-filled races this weekend. Uh, there's more to do and see, I think, versus when everybody kind of focuses on the Indy 500 Memorial Day weekend. Either way, both great weekends of racing. Hope you had a chance to, to check some out. Actually, you know, I, Friday I was up at Spencer uh, for the Maynard Troy Classic, which is also turning into a nice little tradition. Uh, two years of, of running that Friday Labor Day weekend at Spencer with the Race of Champions Modified Series, but I was... I went to a party yesterday. Not that the party was bad, but I'm sitting there thinking, man, I wish I had a, a race to work tonight because there's just so much going on and envious everybody that was either at Oswego or Jucasa or uh, you know Genesee, Wyoming County, Merrittville were all running last night too. Uh, I was just kind of jealous that I wasn't at a track last night and I don't have a track to, to work at tonight either, but I'm going to enjoy uh, watching the Southern 500 I think this evening. Uh, 803-0551, 888-552-550. And for today's Southern 500, William Byron on the pole for Hendrick Motorsports, his, I think, fourth of the year, fourth pole of the year uh, for young Mr. Byron, and he's won the pole at some pretty big races uh, this season. Uh, he started on the pole in the Daytona 500. He started on the pole for the Coke 600, and now he's on the pole for the Southern 500. So really, you know, go out and win the pole next week at Indy, William, and you, you've got the sweep of pole positions at Crown Jewel events in the Cup Series, but uh, he will lead the field to green uh, tonight there in Darlington alongside Brad Keselowski, of course, won this race last year when Brad went on that uh, tear at the end of the regular season to the playoffs when he had that three-race win streak last year. He'll be alongside. You've got the Ganassi team mates Kyle Larson and Kurt Busch in row 2. Daniel Suarez, who needs a good night tonight to stay in playoff contention, he'll roll off 5th alongside one of those guys he's challenging for those final playoff spots in Jimmy Johnson. You've got Joey Logano and Chase Elliott in row 4. Denny Hamlin Ryan Blaney rounding out your top 10 starters. Kevin Harvick rolls off 11th. Uh, Clint Blair, another one of the bubble drivers, he starts 13th today. Uh, Eric Jones is in 15th. Bowman is 16th. Uh, Matt DiMettadetto and Ryan Priest, they're back in row 10. And um, uh, Kyle Busch uh, blew a motor during, I believe it was qualifying, he blew a motor, qualified 33rd, but they're putting a backup motor in the uh, Snickers Toyota tonight for Kyle Busch, so Kyle will roll off last tonight uh, due to that uh, unapproved engine change following qualifying, so he will fall to the rear of the field, so Kyle will have his work cut out for him tonight uh, at Darlington. But obviously, next to last race of the regular season for the Cup Series is again the the four drivers here, uh, kind of jockeying to make the playoffs. You've got Newman in 15th, Suarez in 16th on the bubble, only two points ahead of Boyer. And then you got Jimmy Johnson, who is about, I think, 26 points behind Suarez. And then after that, really, uh, everybody's kind of mathematically out of it. They can obviously still win these final two races and get into the playoffs. I don't see anybody looking at the names below Jimmy Johnson uh, outside of that. I don't see anybody on that list winning a race. Maybe Matt Benedetto. Just because he's on a, a nice little hot streak, that would be a cool story, but I don't think it's going to happen. I do think, however, that that final playoff spot is going to be decided by a guy winning, and I think it's going to be Clint Boyer and Jimmy Johnson. This is one of my end-of-season predictions uh, I want to get to here in this uh, opening segment, and looking for your predictions, too, at 803-0550, 888 550 but... Uh, for tonight's race, uh, I think Kevin Harvick's going to win, so it won't be a, a playoff outsider winning tonight at Darlington. But I think next weekend at the Brickyard in the regular season finale, it's going to be either Clint Boyer or Jimmy Johnson to get to win and get into the playoffs next Sunday. I'm leaning towards Boyer, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy does it either. But I think I, I know it's not a big stretch of a prediction. But I think next week in Indianapolis, Boyer or Johnson are going to win next week to kind of sew up their final spot in the playoffs, which is going to be really bad for Daniel Suarez because I think Suarez is going to be the one that's going to get bumped, barring a a really good run tonight at Darlington that somehow gets him ahead of Ryan Newman in the standings. Uh, Newman is up um, about 12 points on Suarez starting today, so he's got a little bit of a buffer off the bubble, but I really think it's going to be Boyer or Johnson somehow pulling on a victory next Sunday uh, at Indianapolis in the Brickyard 400, which again is on the final regular season race. Here in 2019. So that is uh, my kind of prediction. Obviously, the other 15 drivers are set, you know, from Kyle, obviously, all the guys that have won races plus Blaney. Boyer, Almer, Almer, Almerola, Jones, and Newman all get in on points, and then Boyer or Johnson is going to get the final spot, and he's going to do it with a win. They're going to do it with a win next Sunday uh, at Indianapolis. That's how uh, my predictions are going to go. Uh, I totally botched these predictions last year, although I did get the final four correct, I had the champion run, but I think I I predicted Denny Hamlin was going to win last year's Southern 500, won up, not winning the race. So that's going to be your your field of sixteen going into the postseason. Uh, I think moving on to the round of 12 as, let me get the the schedule here up in front of me just so I have it. Um, Obviously, then they go into the playoffs starting at Las Vegas in September. So it goes Vegas, Richmond, and Charlotte for the first three races of the postseason. And uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of chalk here. It just, again, and I think we talked about this with maybe uh, Dustin Albino last week, that the propensity for upsets in the NASCAR playoffs just with the the standings the way they are in the playoff points. It just doesn't happen a whole lot. So moving on. So moving on to the round of 12 will be Kyle Busch, Logano, Hamlin, Truex, Harvick, Keslowski, Elliott, Blaney, Bowman, Larson, Byron, and Eric Jones. So I'll have getting bumped out after the first round of the playoffs. Kurt Busch, I think, will not advance. Uh, Eric Almirola, Ryan Newman, and Clint Boyer, again, who, as I'm predicting, to bump his way on points, get into the playoff field. So that'll happen, Um, you know, maybe something potentially, likely I should say, will happen crazy at the Roval race to close out uh, the first round of the playoffs, maybe even a non-playoff driver, you know, steals the win there at the Roval, someone like, uh, you know, like last year uh, Jimmy Johnson was going for the win with Martin Truex, they got together, Ryan Blaney won, Um, but... Somebody is going to, I think, outside of the playoffs, potentially could win at the Roval just because it's a kind of a wild card race. So they go to the next round. You got Dover, Talladega. Again, another wild card type of race. And Kansas. And I have surviving that round. I've got Kyle Bush, Logano, Hamlin, Truex, Harvick, Chase Elliott. Uh, especially with Talladega sitting there, I think Chase has got a good chance of moving on. And then I got Blaney and I got Alex Bowman. So I got out after the next round. I've got. Uh, Keslowski out, and then I've got Larson, Byron, and Jones uh, all uh, dropping out, although I won't be surprised if Jones makes it to the round of eight. He's, uh, he's on a good little hot streak right now, but uh, I just I think Bowman's having a good year, so I think Bowman will be in the field of eight, and then that round of the playoffs, of course, is Martinsville, which is a ton of fun, Texas, and Phoenix, and then the final four going to Homestead. Again, yeah, not a big stretch here, but obviously uh, it's the way the setup is. Kyle Bush, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott are going to be my final four going to Homestead to race for the title, and I think Kyle Busch is going to be your champion at season's end. I know Kyle is, and we I joked about this last week. Well, still running well as of late, not having a very Kyle Busch stretch of races here. hasn't won, you know, hasn't won a whole lot. And I think, as I said, going back to what was a Pocono earlier this summer, I still think Kyle is. Uh, Kyle and Denny are going to be the the two guys to beat here in the postseason. Uh, I think Harvick finds a way to get ahead of Truex. And again, Chase Elliott. Again, with Martinsville in there and Phoenix, uh, I like his chances of moving on to the Final Four. And uh, maybe a sentimental pick on my part. I don't know. But I'm going going with those guys. And so I have uh, not advancing Joey Logano. He's not going to defend his championship. They've been good this year, but we talked about it last week. They've kind of struggled as of late. Excuse me. Um. Truex, and that might be a close one between him and Harvick and Elliott to get that last spot, and then Blaney and Bowman will be out after my round of eight. So those are my predictions. We'll see how they hold up. I picked the Final Four correctly last year, but I had the champion wrong. I had Harvick winning the championship last year. Obviously uh, Joey Logano won it, so I've got Kyle Bush. Hamlin, Harvick, and Elliott, and I've got Bush to win the championship. We'll see. We'll revisit this in a couple of months, two and a half months, and see if I'm right here uh, in the uh, picks for the NASCAR postseason. Again, 803 0551, 552 550. What are your picks potentially for uh, a NASCAR postseason? Uh, who's going to make it in, and uh, who is your final four? I'd love to hear what you're thinking here this morning. 803 0551. 888 fifty two five fifty. Of course, the other fun part about the Southern Five Hundred, along with the tradition, the tire wear, the lady in black, the stripe, the right sides of the cars getting all scraped up along the wall—just it's a great race already. It's a fun track. Uh, it makes for an interesting race. Is the Throwback Weekend, of course, and I think this is like the fourth or fifth year they've done the Throwback Weekend. Uh, format and uh, this year the the, they try they always try and pick a era uh, or a a set of years to for teams to kind of follow the tradition the teams unfortunately don't all go along with that but uh some of the teams do so this year i think it was 90 to 94 was what they were focusing on but as usual uh, all the teams did a great job there wasn't as big of a run-up to it like the the Paint scheme unveils all seem to be kind of real late this year. Usually, you, you get them kind of throughout the summer. You start to see them, but everybody kind of waited to the last minute. It seemed like to unveil their Darlington cars, whether they're just not uh, hyping it up as much this year, or just busy, obviously running the race season or what 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 have you. But a lot of the reveals came late this year uh, for the paint schemes. And I'll tell you what, not only did the Cup guys do it, but the Xfinity teams do it as well. And I think this year the Xfinity paint schemes were are better than the Cup seats schemes as a whole. I think I like the, I I don't, you know, I admit, I don't watch a ton of Xfinity races on Saturdays, but I was home yesterday and I watched uh, watched the race, which Denny Hamlin won, but was disqualified by the way. Uh, We got our first winner, I think our first winner to get thrown out. Um, We've had A.J. Allmendinger get Disqualified a couple of times this year, but uh, Denny was DQ'd from the win yesterday and Cole Custer wound up winning the race yesterday as uh, the 18 car for Joe Gibbs Racing was bounced in post-race inspection. So that was an interesting development. Cole Custer got the win over Tyler Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. wound up with a fifth place finish because of that. Dale Jr. making his one start just weeks after being involved in that plane crash, uh, headed to Bristol with his family. He uh, felt healthy enough, got behind the wheel. Qualified 14th, finished 5th. Not a bad day at the office uh, for a guy that's stepped out of the car for the most part. Uh, but Dale Jr., top 5 yesterday. But again, the Xfinity teams, I think, did a better job with the throwbacks. I mean, you had uh, the winner, Cole Custer, double-zero, of course. What is the most famous double-zero car in NASCAR history? Buckshot Jones, of course. And he did a nice tribute to the old Aqua Fresh Buckshot Jones paint scheme yesterday. And uh, Buckshot was there at the track with the uh, the Stuart Haas racing team, and they won after Denny was bounced. Uh, Mike Lynette did the old Jeff Gordon number one Baby Ruth car when Jeff was running in the Bush series for Bill Davis. That was very cool. They even had Baby Ruth on the car. Uh, Tyler Reddick did sort of this Kyle Petty 7 Eleven tribute scheme, although the colors weren't right. Um, uh, B.J. McLeod, his four car was painted up like Bobby Labonte's old Slim Jim cars. Justin Allgaier did a cool tribute to an old Ricky Rudd paint scheme. Uh, Dale Jr., of course, had a throwback to one of his dad's first cup cars in the 1970s. Justin Haley did the cool Ray Bestis, Hot Strickland paint scheme. There was a couple uh, Budweiser paint scheme tributes, including uh, Denny Hamlin's car was kind of a throwback to Bill Elliott's uh, Budweiser car for Junior Johnson. Uh, Brandon Jones looked like Buddy Baker's great ghost car. You had Jeremy Clements run the 51 paint scheme from Days of Thunder and Rowdy Burns. And then uh, actually Chase Briscoe had a cool uh, Parnelli Jones uh, IndyCar paint scheme as well as uh, the the 98 team has connections to Parnelli Jones and the Agajanians family uh, there too. So I thought as a whole the Xfinity did a better job throwback-wise, but there's still some great uh, paint schemes on the Cup side today. You've got uh, Kurt Busch is just looks like a Chevy Camaro, but Brad Keselowski is doing the old Rusty Wallace Miller paint scheme from the, the late 90s with the red and blue on the bottom. Austin Dillon did a cool um, black and gold tribute paint scheme to one of his grandfather's cars. Actually, Kevin Harvick is not doing a throwback paint scheme, which is kind of disappointing because they've been the one of the best. The Bush paint schemes the last few years have been awesome, but they're going with a, a more modern promotion with Bush Beer tonight, so they won't have a paint a throwback paint scheme per se tonight. Uh, Ryan Newman and Roush Racing they went old school to the old Mark Martin six. But instead of the Valvoline colors, red, white, and blue, they've got the Oscar Mayer colors. So it's yellow, uh, orange, and red, but those familiar stripes, the diagonal stripes down the side of the six car. And I thought Toyota had a good joke this week because it kind of looks like the old Toyota paint schemes from the 1980s. Uh, But either way, it still looks cool. Uh, Chase Elliott's paying tribute to one of his dad's old cars from the early 80s. You've got Stuart Haas. While uh, Harvick isn't running a throwback paint scheme, you've got Almirola... Suarez and Boyer, they're all running paint schemes to honor Tony Stewart's three championships, so uh, Almarola and Suarez are running kind of Home Depot-looking paint schemes, and then Boyer's got the old Office Depot paint scheme on his car. Uh, Denny Hamlin's doing a Daryl Waltrip tribute with the uh, early 90s um, Western Auto paint scheme with the orange, silver, and black Blaney's got the uh, Penzoil paint scheme, kind of looks like Michael Waltrip's car. Kyle Busch had a cool one doing the Snickers paint scheme with the folks at Mars. You know, looks like the Dick Trickle Snickers cars from back in the day. Um, what a cup! Uh, Wood Brothers always do a great job. They've got one for Paul Menard. Joey Logano's is so it's throwback, but it's throwback to Kevin Harvick's Penzoil paint scheme when he won the Daytona 500. So it's 2007, 12 years ago. I guess not. It, it, the only thing that saved it was the social media presentation because uh, they did a little joke when uh, Harvick and Logano from back in that era were having one of their uh, feuds. And I think it was Logano that, you know, made the crack that Delano wears the fire suit in that family. So Joey and his wife did a cool reveal. And you've got to find this on social media. And uh, it's, they kind of take uh, Joey kind of pokes fun of himself because his wife sa- tells him to go change diapers. And she says she's wears the fire suit. So, again, Twelve years ago, 2007, not really throwback for me, but they do get a A grade for the presentation of it. So find that video from Joey Logano. Uh, maybe the best is William Byron, the pole sitter today. He is going full on uh, Days of Thunder with the City Chevrolet paint scheme with the neon green and yellow. Very awesome. Corey LaJoy is probably a tie with, with Byron for me for best. Uh, LaJoy in the 32 car. He is paying tribute to... An old Dale Jarrett Bush Series paint scheme, actually, when Dale Jarrett had the uh, bl- red, white, and blue uh, Nestle Crunch car back in the day. Uh, he went with that, and I thought that turned out great, and that probably ties Byron for my personal favorites. But there's some other good ones. Uh, the 34 car for Front Row Motorsports, they're doing a Jimmy Means uh, Elka-Seltzer tribute. Um, Uh, David Reagan's doing a David Pearson tribute. One that kind of came out of nowhere, uh, Kyle Larson, who's had some great ones. He has the all-time greatest when he did the Kyle Petty Metal Yellow the first year. But he's going Ricky Craven tribute tonight with the old Kodiak car that Ricky Craven did. And that was kind of an out-of-nowhere one for me, but they pulled it off really nicely. Really nice-looking car, and Ricky's uh, in Darlington this weekend with the 42 team. Bubba Wallace, a very, uh, Petty Enterprises, Petty Motorsports, doing a very touching uh, Adam Petty tribute to Adam's car when he ran um, in the uh, ASA and a uh, Bush Series back in the day with the— with, uh, what was it, like Sprint or Spree was, was his sponsor, the the cell phone company. Uh, but with Victory Junction, I thought that was really cool. Ryan P- Priest playing, paying tribute to one of New England's all-time greatest, Ron Bouchard, today. Jimmy Johnson, also a strong throwback game this weekend, and they usually don't participate, especially the first couple of years, but they're throwing back to one of Jimmy's old off-road trucks, the uh, the Lightning Bolts. Uh took me a minute to realize what they were throwing back to when I first saw it, but then it dawned on me when Mickey, uh, when Jimmy ran the, like the Mickey Thompson off-road series and the Baja 1000 back in the nineties, that was his kind of Chevrolet lightning paint scheme. Um, a couple other, uh, The 77 team, the Spire Motorsports, they're doing a cool tribute. Not really a throwback per se, but it's an old school look. They teamed up with the folks at Motor Racing Network and did a 50th anniversary paint scheme there. It just looks good. I I like the gold numbers on the blue paint scheme. And then uh, another two good ones. Alex Bowman today is going to have the uh, old Tim Richmond Folgers colors with the red and dark copper gold on his car and actually uh, Alex has been doing some cool kind of promotional shots uh, doing uh, has the, his fire suit that kind of looks like Tim Richmond's and he's had the, the glasses and a fake mustache on and doing some cool shots, paying tribute to Tim Richmond. They've been doing a good job with this throwback. And then maybe also one of my favorites, Matt DiBenedetto um, while we joked that Ryan Newman's car kind of looks like a Toyota, 1980s paint scheme, that's what DeBenedetto's doing, teaming up with uh, Toyota TRD and kind of doing an old uh, 80s IMSA throwback for the Toyota 95, and that one also uh, one of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, Byron, uh, Corey LaJoy, DeBenedetto, Jimmy Johnson... Um, what would round out my top five here? And probably Kyle Busch with the Snickers. I think that that's my uh, unofficial top five um, for best throwback paint scheme. So uh, they're all up there. If you go to uh, MRN.com, the Motor Racing Network website, they've got them all for both Xfinity and Cup if you want to take a look or just watch during the race tonight, of course, too. But uh, I always love this promotion. I hope it keeps going. I, I, I They may run out of ideas. I don't know. I hope they don't because I think it's fun and it adds to the excitement of the weekend and you know a lot of other – uh, you know, NBC's, of course, doing a great job playing along with all this like they always do as well, too. So hopefully they keep this going for at least a few more years until they run out of ideas. 803 uh, 550 1-888-552-550. We're up against our first break. When we come back, we can take your phone calls again at 803-0550. Your NASCAR postseason predictions or what are you looking forward to the rest of this racing season here in western New York and southern Ontario as we wrap up our 2019 season here on Fast Track on WGR. This is Jimmy Johnson, driver of the Ally Chevrolet. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. Well, thank you there, Mr. Seven-Time Champion, Jimmy Johnson. Again, has the off-road throwback today at Darlington as he rolls off. from the sixth starting position tonight at Darlington, looking to make his way into the postseason and not miss the playoffs for the first time in his career. It has been a tough year for Jimmy Johnson, the 48 team. Uh, eleven thirty-three here on WGR Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan, and the season finale of WGR's Fast Track. We will, of course, make way for Bill's football as of next Sunday with uh, the regular season about to kick off. Shady McCoy getting cut yesterday and... But signing on with the Chiefs, so I'm still happy that I drafted him in my one fantasy football league. Uh, Looking forward to Thursday night, we've got one of our WGR uh, fantasy football league drafts, so I'm excited for that as well, too. Uh, again, lots of racing going on everywhere this Labor Day weekend. IndyCar is in Portland. Of course, this used to be the uh, Watkins Glen date for a couple of years on the IndyCar schedule, but they uh, Portland took the date uh, last year. Colton Hurdett is on the pole for today's race, tying his own record for youngest pole winner in IndyCar history at 19 years of age. Will Power will start second. Scott Dixon, third. Jack Harvey, a nice run in fourth. Felix Rosenquist uh, rounds out your top five starters. Then Ryan Hunter-Reay, Alexander Rossi, who's uh, trying to stay in the championship hunt. James Hinchcliffe, Connor Daly, and Spencer Piggott, your top ten starters. Uh, points later, Joseph Newgarden rolls off 13th today. Simon Pagano back in 18th for today's race at Portland. Uh, Connor Daly is driving the uh, seven car, which is uh, the usually uh, Marcus Erickson usually drives it, but Marcus got, I guess, called up. From the miners, uh, g- he is a, uh, a relief driver uh, for one of the F1 teams, and uh, they actually need him this weekend. So Marcus had to get out of his IndyCar uh, duties and had to go uh, go to Spa this weekend in, in uh, to, to drive in Formula One, uh, which was kind of a weird thing that came out late in the week. But uh, he had to split from the uh, the Schmidt Peterson team, and uh, he headed to uh, back to Europe to to be on call for the Alfa Romeo F1 team this weekend. So that's why Connor Daly uh, is in the 7 car today uh, there for the IndyCar race at Portland. Uh, That's coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, That'll be on NBCSN if you want to check that out. And uh, just a a quick refresher, uh, Newgarden leads the points uh, up by about 38 on Pagano, And then Rossi is about 40-something. Wait, mental math forty had 47, 46 points uh, behind uh, Newgarden as well, too, with two races to go as they wrap up, of course, in a couple of weeks at Laguna Seca. A big thank you to one of our uh, fans, Zach, who's a huge IndyCar fan. Thanks for the tweet this morning uh, about IndyCar and I hope you have a great trip to Laguna Seca in a couple of weeks for the IndyCar finale. I was mentioning, of course, all the big Labor Day traditional races, and I mentioned the ARCA race at DeCoin Fairgrounds in Illinois. And Kenny Schrader actually uh, won the pole for that race, and uh, he is now the oldest pole winner in ARCA history, which is pretty amazing when you consider some of the <clears throat> older drivers that have run in that series, guys like like Frank Kimmel and everything. But uh, Schrader won the pole, making him the oldest pole winner in ARCA history. And uh, of course, we had Kenny on the show, and Kenny was at Ransomville a couple of weeks ago uh, doing a, a sponsor thing for Federated Auto Parts and, and doing some... Uh, driving schools and two-seater rides. like It was like a Wednesday or a Thursday afternoon. He was up at Ransomville doing that. But uh, he is in DeCoin, Illinois today, and he'll be on the pole for today's uh, ARCA race there. 803-0550, um, again, looking for your playoff predictions for NASCAR, uh, who's going to make it in and who is going to win the championship. If you missed the first segment, I have um, Newman and Clint Boyer are going to get ahead of Suarez and Jimmy Johnson to make the playoffs, and, and Boyer is going to do it by winning next week at Indianapolis – or Jimmy Johnson will do it and win in Indianapolis next week, but I'm leaning towards Boyer. Again, my championship foursome, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and Chase Elliott with Kyle Busch as my championship pick going ahead. Uh, We can talk about that and the race tonight at Darlington, the Southern 500, and uh, lots of big racing uh, coming up here uh, locally as well too. Um, Again, today you've got the – you know, classic weekend up at Oswego. Uh, if you can't drive out to Oswego, that's uh, pay-per-view online at asphaltvision.com. You can buy it on pay-per-view. Same thing for the race up at Jukasa Motor Speedway. Uh, the Canadian Short Track Nationals with the 250-lap late model race, $75,000 to win, and that purse is going to keep getting bigger. They're going to—it'll be even more to win next year up there at Jukasa. um But lots of big uh, late model names, if you follow any of the late model racing. Um, they've got some big names there, including some great Canadian drivers, Jerry Fitzpatrick, DJ Kennington, who of course, runs, they run some cup races. Um, Cassius Clark, also another big one. Some Michigan drivers like Carson Hosevar, uh, Johnny Van Dorn, Brian Campbell are there. Um, you got the guys coming up from down South, Bubba Pollard, who won the race last year. Uh, Augie grill, another, uh, big, uh, late model driver from the South, some new England guys. Um, uh, like Johnny Clark coming up from Maine. Uh you know lots of drivers from all over. And you've got a couple of Western New Yorkers up there too. Sammy Sam Fallone is uh taking the uh Falone Trucking 48 up there. I believe Eldon King is gonna uh, it, it was, he was registered at least. I know he ran Spencer on Friday night, but, uh, Eldon was also, uh, registered for the event. So hopefully he made it up there. You've got Caden Lapsovich. who's a, a young, talented driver that's had some success as well, too, from, from up in Canada, but, uh, just a who's who of late model racing, uh, tonight at Jucasa. If you can't make it up there, that one is also on pay-per-view on uh, speed 51.com. If you want to check that out. Uh, also, uh, speaking of Western New Yorkers, TJ Cochran is up there with the super stocks, which is one of the support races today. Uh, he is actually, I think the lone American <laughs> attempting to uh, qualify for the super stock race today. A lot of Canadians, but, uh, uh, TJ is up there as well too, with uh, about 48 other super stocks, and they had 73 late models registered for that event. So that is, that is just what short track racing is now. The weekly programs are, are great, but the, these big, big money events, uh, it's becoming the norm, which is cool. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how you got to make your event stand out these days, have these big purse uh, events put up a lot of money. Uh, lots of great racing, though, coming up uh, throughout the month of September into October. Uh, of course, a lot of tracks, and we'll get to the results in our final segment with the local racing roundup uh, wrapping up this weekend. Uh, Humberstone Speedway is also in action tonight. Uh, they're going to crown their track champions, weather permitting. There is a threat of rain. Um in the uh, area tonight. So uh, the, just stay tuned to their social media t- if you are were planning on make the trip over to Port Colborne. Next weekend, uh, the Sportsman Super Dirt Car Series rolls through the region with Ransomville Friday, uh, Saturday, they're at Merrittville, and Sunday they're at Humberstone, the traditional uh, Niagara region swing for the Sportsman Super Dirt Car Series. Shemung uh, Speedrome has got a big racing weekend next weekend uh, with uh, a lot of the Race of Champions series, including the Sportsman and Super Stocks. Uh, next weekend out there at the Chemung Speedrome, if you want to make the trip, but I know uh, some racers from this area will be headed out there as well, too. Um, so actually, next weekend's a little bit light uh, racing-wise. Uh, also, you got uh, the Super Dirt Car Series. Speaking of them, the big blocks, they're in action tonight at Utica Rome, and then tomorrow, they've got the Labor Day race at Weedsport. So if you're looking for something on Monday, if uh, maybe you, you took an extra day off or something, uh, the Super Dirt Car Series uh, is at Weedsport tomorrow night. So then the following weekend, Touched upon some of the events. And uh, and then the following weekend, the, September, the weekend of September 13th through 15th, lots of uh, different racing options. You've got the 31st annual U.S. Open, which has two Race of Champions modified races. Uh, Friday the 13th, the conclusion of the Tommy Tony 110. And then, of course, the U.S. Open 125 on Sunday. Uh, the full schedule of events for that is up on the Lancaster website. Ransomville's got King of the Hill weekend on Friday and Saturday. Um, they've got the BRP big block modifieds on Saturday. They've got uh big, uh, the, the street stock King of the Hill 75 too. They've got, um, uh, the wing wingless sprints too at Ransomville on Friday night at King of the Hill weekend too. So they've got a big one as well as does Genesee Speedway. They've got their big season finale, uh, the weekend of September 13th, 14th and 15th as well, uh, with the, uh, Topless Nationals weekend, they're running both Saturday and Sunday as well, too. Crate Late Models, uh, sportsmen as well um, on the 14th and 15th. So lots of options that weekend. Also, I also forgot, uh, coming up this weekend, the 6th and 7th, uh, Freedom Motorsports Park also has a two-day event, too, with Super Late Models and Dirt Modifieds on the 6th and 7th. I knew I was forgetting one event for that weekend. So, um, so, there's, some a- so there's some extra events, too, uh, at the Freedom Motorsports Park. And then into uh, the last couple of weeks of September, uh, not much going on the, the weekend of the 20th and 21st. The World of Outlaw Late Models will be at State Line Speedway on my birthday, September 19th. That might be something interesting to check out. Uh, if you haven't seen the World of Outlaw Late Models, they'll be at State Line Speedway in Busta New York on the 19th of September. And actually, if you are a fan of the... World of Outlaw Late Models, they're at Sharon Speedway tonight. If you want to make the hike down a little bit farther south than Pennsylvania, they were supposed to run yesterday, but there was a power outage in the area uh, there. It, actually, it's in Ohio, not Pennsylvania. Um, but there was a power outage near the Sharon Speedway, and they couldn't run last night, so they postponed it to tonight. So if, if you are looking for something a little bit farther away, the World of Outlaw Late Models are at the uh, Sharon Speedway in Hartford, Ohio, the home of the Blaney family and then uh, September the 19th there at the State Line Speedway. Then the final week of September, you've got Race of Champions weekend, of course, at the Lake Erie Speedway with the 69th running of the Race of Champions 250. You've got Sportsmen and Late Models and Superstocks and street stocks, TQs, uh, lots of great racing there uh, the final weekend of September. And that is uh, the uh, 27th and 28th, of course, down there at the Lake Erie Speedway. And you get your tickets at lakeeriespeedway.com. And then into October, uh, of course, you've got Super Dirt Week coming up at the Oswego Speedway and all the satellite events with that. Uh, the the week um, uh, Columbus Day week or the le- week leading up to Columbus Day weekend that is uh, starting October the 9th through the thirteenth. Uh, Super Dirt Week at Oswego. Uh, you've got uh, Wyoming County closing out their season to the weekend before that. Um, and I just had it in front of me. Where did it go? Um, that is. October 4th and 5th, they've got their annual uh, big shootout, the Bullring 2, the uh, first weekend of October. So lots of options. Uh, you know, get out, check out some local racing while you still can. Uh, drag racing continuing at Lancaster 2 throughout September and into October. Uh, they've got uh, their Race of Champions drag race this Tuesday night. And then they've got a big show on Friday. Um, they also be running Thursday of U S open weekend too at Lancaster. So, uh, drag racing still continues into October over there at Lancaster. If you're a fan of the straight line action too, but lots of options, um, for the local racing fan, uh, throughout the, for the weeks to come here. So hopefully you get to check some out, some of these great end of season events. Uh, it's a great way to close out your year. Uh, 803 888 550 2550 uh, if you've got a local race that you're looking forward to, we'd love to hear about it too. As uh, we wrap up this edition of Fast Track, we'll have the local racing roundup here in just a minute. Uh, again, 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550. Uh, I'm, now I'm, I'm like really thinking about, <laughs> I don't have to work on my birthday. I, I'm really intrigued by this World of Outlaw Late Model event. We'll see. Um, but that's cool for the folks at State Line because uh, the Series didn't get much near us here in 2019 uh, with no dates at Ransomville and not a whole lot of dates elsewhere in the state. Uh, that's not often the World of Outlaw late models get this close to home. Uh, of course, into November, uh, the biggest short track event. I should mention the World Finals down there at Charlotte, uh, November 7th, 8th, and 9th. But that is a cool event. I would love to go see when you get the World of Outlaw sprint cars, late models, and the super dirt car modifieds all in one show at a facility like the Dirt Track at Charlotte. Uh, it's watched it online for a number of years, but that would be uh, that's on my bucket list of stuff I'd love to go see in person. Again, 803-0550. We get back, we will wrap up our season here of Fast Track on WGR with uh, the final local racing roundup of the year when we get back here on Fast Track on WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. Uh, one last time here in 2019, Friday night action. The Ransomville Speedway and the battle between Eric Rudolph and Matt Williamson that's been going on all season reached uh, one of its climaxes. They'll still be running straight in through Super Dirt Week and everything, but at least locally reached its climax as Eric led the points. And while Matt won the final battle, getting the feature win, Eric won the war and the track championship there at the Big R on Friday night. Kyle Inman picked up another sportsman win, Brett Sinek, Uh, gained enough points to beat Derek Wagner for the track championship. Bubby Pollock won the Novice Sportsman feature, but Butch Zimmerman and Mike Martin tied for the track championship. They'll be crowned co-champions. Pete Stefanski wins the street stocks. Matt Hornquist won the mini stocks. Again, two more weekends at the Big R this Friday night, the Super Dirt Car Series, and then King of the Hill weekend following it. Uh, Lancaster Dragway Friday night, Vic Puglia setting a new track record for the fastest pass by a top dragster as he won the Pro Modified vs. Dragster shootout. Mike Belair in top ET, Bill Bigham in top eight. Brittany Balzer beating Andy McCoola in Mod ET. Mike Peters beats Lucas Salemi in Bikes and Sleds. And Mark Santucci got the win in Street ET Friday at Lancaster. Again, drag racing continues straight on through the month of October there at Lancaster. Uh, Saturday Night Action, Genesee Speedway. Kyle Murray won the late model feature, but J.J. Mazur uh, did just enough to beat Bill Holmes for the track championship. Ray Bliss, Zeke the Streak, won the Sportsman feature, but Kyle Inman clinched the track championship with a second-place finish behind him. Josh Pangrazio won another Street Stock feature and clinched the track title. Brandon Shepard won the mini-stock feature over Brad Shepard, but co-track champions Cole Susie and Ashley Black tied. They finished uh, third and fourth in the final feature and tied for the track championship. Uh, So that was uh, great for those two, as Cole uh, will now look to win both Ransomville and Genesee track titles in one season, which has never been done before by any driver, not in the same year. Uh, Jacob Bansmer won the Bandit feature. Allison DeWitt was the Bandit champion at the Genesee Speedway. Merrittville Speedway, Mike Bowman finishes his season with back-to-back wins, but Gary Lindbergh finished third and clinched the track title. Paul Gabori won the sportsman feature. Brad Rouse clinched the track championship there. Rob Murray, another Hoosier Stock win and the track championship for himself. Jay Moulton won the four-cylinder feature. Tyler LaFontese was the track champion. Josh Schleiter wins the Modlite feature and track title. John Couture won the six-cylinder feature. And Kevin Conley won the track championship there at the Merrittville Speedway. Also, oh my gosh, forgot Friday night, Spencer Speedway, the Manor Troyer Classic. Mike Leidy held off teammate Patrick Emmerling and Matt Hirschman to get the win there. Andy Kosalova won the uh, six-cylinder race. And in the late models, Danny Knoll Jr. in his first late model start in goodness knows how long and used to run at Spencer Weekly when they used to run late models in the 80s. Got the win after a last lap bump and run on Terry Weldy. That was a cool finish to that one to see uh, Danny Knoll get a full fendered feature win, which I don't think I've personally ever seen. Seen him win plenty of modified races, but never a late model race. So uh, good to see Danny Knoll get the win there. Great night at Spencer. Uh, great job by all those folks in the race of champions put on a good show. Uh, there Friday night over at the uh, Spencer Speedway. Uh, Also, from last night at the Oswego Speedway, the NASCAR Modifieds were in action as part of Classic Weekend. Justin Bonsignor picked up the win and looks to defend his series championship, holding off Matt Hirschman for the win over Ronnie Silk, Craig Lutz, and Bobby Santos. Chuck Hosfeld was a late addition to the field, driving for... Uh, the uh, Bertuccio's and Jimmy blew it and was challenging for the lead early on in the race unfortunately some a bad pit stop and a pit road penalty uh, derailed his evening but Chuck had a good run there in the first half of the race Patrick Emmerling uh, led some laps and was running up front but he got caught up in a late race jingle he wound up 14th too uh, but a good turnout of local drivers for that race. Uh, the Catalano family all in action as well. Tommy finished 10th in that one. Amy finished 17th. Uh, Timmy, unfortunately, was involved in an opening lap incident. But uh, a great uh, great night for uh, the local drivers and the ROC drivers there. And uh really th- was hoping to see Chuck there pull the upset and uh, steal the win in relief for the 21 team but not to be not to be had last night for the hot shoe but still a, a fun show And uh, that one was that one was on fans choice for free last night. I thought it was so weird. I tried to watch the race at Riverhead earlier this year. That was blacked out for some reason even though I was eight hours away from it, but I could watch the one from Oswego last night with no blackout so I enjoyed. Uh, watching that online for free uh, and again they've got the uh, classic 200 today up at Oswego so thank you so much for listening and uh being all all of the I know we don't get a lot of callers here on the program and it's just me talking to myself for an hour but uh, for I know plenty of people do listen that come up to me at the tracks or online and everything and say they listen thank you so much for or being a loyal listener to the program it really does mean a lot to me uh, this is just a little hobby for me I don't Get paid to do this. I'm just fortunate to have this little slice of airtime every Sunday uh, on uh, WGR, and I'm thankful to Alan Davis and Intercom Buffalo for making this happen. Uh, big thank you to Mike Jafari, who's behind the board just about every week here on the program and uh, running the phones and everything. So thank you to Mike. Always enjoy working with you, my friend. And uh, thank you to uh, Tom Maddie and engineering here at Intercom Buffalo for all the help, including uh, making sure we get to do our show on the road at Watkins Glen, uh, continue that tradition for a third year. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, please feel free on social media to keep the conversation going throughout the year. Uh, Fast Track 550 on Twitter, Facebook.com slash WGR Fast Track. Uh, again, uh, if you ever have thoughts on racing, feel free to share them with me anytime. And uh, we'll hopefully keep talking to you there as well. Uh, maybe talk to you in February. Who knows? It, you never know, but uh, keep your fingers crossed and uh, be sure to let management know you enjoy this program. And if not, hopefully see you at a racetrack very, very soon as well, too. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great uh, playoffs. Have a great football season. Have a great holiday season. And uh, hopefully, uh, if I don't see you at a racetrack, see you at a Bandits game, too, this, uh, this winter as well. So thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Fast Track here on WGR. Fast Track with Debut Buchanan is brought to you by Genesee, the official beer of Watkins Glen International. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better